It's something that countless people struggle with, but it is imperative to help continue moving your career forward. Now we're talking about the ability to promote yourself while not bragging or selling yourself short, of course. I want you to go out and speak. I want you to call former coworkers, supervisors, vendors, customers, everybody you can think of and say, hey, when you and I work together, what difference did I make or what impact did I have? Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma. Today on Moving Up the Ladder, we'll discuss what it takes to properly and effectively sell your skills and your accomplishments. Now, to do that, I'm joined by Rick Gillis, a nationally recognized career expert and employment coach. He's also the author of Promote. It's who knows what you know that makes a career. Thanks for coming on the show today, Rick. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate being here. Now, a lot of people are going to look at a book like yours and sort of wonder, well, haven't we seen this a thousand times before, uh, you know, trying to promote yourself, trying to get a new job, improve your career? What would you pitch to them as being the reason your book is different and they need to read it? You know what, Tim? Nobody's asked me that, and I appreciate it. That's a very broad, very big question. And here's the deal. Fundamentally, and I'm going to take this back a little bit and what I was thinking when I was writing this thing, we are taught as children appropriately not to brag, not mm-hmm. to boast. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to play with the kid whose daddy makes more money than my daddy, right? So we don't <laughs> do that. But as we start getting older, and I'm not talking a lot older, but I am talking about, you know, middle school, high school, college, absolutely positively when we get into our careers, we need to unlearn that message. We need to be untaught. It's okay to promote yourself professionally, there's first, consistently and appropriately on a continuous basis. And I got to tell you, Tim, One of the big reasons I came up with this idea is that, and this will kind of crack you up, I think, there's two types of people, two um, social strata, if you will, in our society that really need this information. First of all, broadly, everybody, focused young women coming out of college, going into the career, I really want women to have this information, but also conversely, and I think you'll find this fascinating, men at about 50, 55, 60, I have spent many years working with some extremely talented people who were unemployed, men, 50 plus, Mm -hmm. and I have found, I think men get lazy and complacent as they hit the corner office, as they're doing well, everything's fine, and they don't think they really need to continue to promote themselves. One day they get the pink slip, and when I work with them, I find them to be incredibly capable, incredibly talented, have a lot left to give, but they got kicked to the curb because they were not promoting themselves. Hmm, that is interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think of that side of things, especially as you said, uh, people who are comfortable and, and successful in their career. Is there something you can attribute it to? I mean, I know you said you get a little complacent. Maybe you're fine where you're at. Is it different nowadays than it was 30, 40 years ago when you could sort of just coast through the end of your career? You know, you, you might be right, and I don't know. I really don't know where to put that. All I can say is that I've been career coaching now for about 18 years. And that's something, this was a revelation. And I got to tell you, Tim, this only hit me like last year because hmm. I kept wondering how come I'm not getting younger and mid-career professionals? Now, I get a lot of entry level, you sure. know, young people coming out of college, sure. that kind of thing. And I get people now and then that call me that just are proactive because most people aren't. They can do it on their own, you know, fundamentally. But I was getting a lot, a lot of men. And I mean, I'm talking no women. Hmm. I'm talking lots and lots of men who just, you know, and I ask them how long you've been, you know, how long ago did this happen? And it's usually been six months to a year before they would get to me, Okay. at which point they were beat up because they thought easily they were going to move right into another position. So for someone like that, where do you start? I mean, how, how do you go about, I, I guess I'm looking for some of the keys that an individual would have if they're in their current place of work, especially, I would say, how do you sort of push yourself a little bit without bragging or, or being that guy that nobody really wants to hear from? 
I get asked that question a lot, and it's a, it's, it's a valid question, and I really think about it a lot. And here's, let me tell you, I'm going to give you two answers. Number one, in my live presentations, I get to that place, and so I ask the audience, and this is a big PowerPoint, and I say, so how do you do that? And then I yell at the audience. It's one of the little punchlines. I get a kind of an aha out of it or an aha or no, no. <laughs> I say, I don't know. And the reason I say I don't know is because I don't know you. I don't know your chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't know the culture of the company. I don't know the relationship with you and your boss. I can tell you how to do it once you get to that situation. Now, the main thing is don't be wasting your time and your good energy telling the boss, wow, you know, I sold $1,000 last week. And guess what? You were supposed to sell $1,000 last week. Hmm. But why don't you go and tell the boss? I mean, and this, listen, your success is your, your supervisor's success, the ownership's success. So let's say you come to the boss and say, hey, I just wanted you to know something. You know, I was able to realign schedules in the warehouse, and now I'm able to keep the doors closed more often during the hottest part of the day, save on air conditioning. I'm able to leave the doors closed more often during the coldest part of the day in the winter and save heating. I just wanted you to be aware of that because that means thousands of dollars. Lots of times, a lot of the stuff we do, we don't assimilate it ourselves personally and say, hey, that has value. So my, my answer to you, quick, Tim, really, is to say you've got to, you've got to assume this accomplishment mindset. One of the areas that I saw uh, that I thought was interesting, it was the phrase seeking wow. Can you explain us explain to us what that means? Yeah, and you know, that's kind of that has become the subtitle of my presentation because I'm telling you all this information. I'm giving and the, the presentation is an hour long and there's a lot of information there. Mm-hmm. And it's pre- effectively it's it's pretty much what's in the book, but like I said a minute ago, don't tell me that stuff you're supposed to be doing. Tell me that stuff that that is you're always seeking well. Uh, like like I said, the example I gave you about the guy who saved a bunch of money in the warehouse right. whatever. But here's another thing about that Tim when I say seeking wow, I also mean be prepared to add up what you're doing on a daily basis. Mm. Let, me exp- let me explain something. And, and there's, this story is in the book. And I've used this story for years because it's one of the most profound things that ever happened to me in my coaching career. But I had a guy come to me who was a payroll clerk. And I don't mean supervisor, vice president, ate nothing. He was a payroll clerk, boring as paint resume. <laughs> and so I asked him, I said, Dave, we got to come up with something you have done that's gonna, we can hang your hat on, that's going to make you proud and make an employer want to say, let's, let's talk more. I'm sitting there for 35, 40 minutes, and I'm just beating this guy up. And finally, he kind of drops his shoulders and looks across my desk at me, and he goes, well, Rick, you know, he said, the, I did a, my, first, my first payroll for this gigantic company. Heck, I don't mind telling you, it was for Exxon, gigantic company. My first payroll, I did 6,000 paychecks, and I had zero returns. And I looked at him, and I went, David, what took so long for you to come up with that? Hmm. Now, remember, you don't mess with people's money, salary, wages, vacation time, mm-hmm. all that, withholding, everything. And he looked at me, and he said this, which just not set me back. And he said, well, Rick, I was just doing what I was supposed to be doing. Hmm. And therein lies, I think, a very important lesson, because a lot of people say, well, I don't sell, I don't generate revenue, so therefore, what can I brag about? What can I promote about myself? Take what you're doing on a daily basis that you do well, Start accumulating that and start showing, showing your boss how well you're... And by the way, your boss knows this stuff. And another thing, Tim, let me throw another curve at you right now. There's an app for that. <laughs> I went looking as I was finishing up this book, and there's a bunch of apps. If you go to your app store and type in achievements or accomplishments, you'll find all kinds of apps that will help you monitor on a daily basis those things you did today. And so when you start looking at today and yesterday and the day before, pretty soon you start seeing an arc. And you start seeing, wow, this thing works. It's, it's really a cool, it's a very cool, and by the way, they're free. The apps I have found, they're free. So now if you want enterprise, you pay for it. But 
I think they're a really good way to get this whole thing, to get this mindset started. No, it is fascinating. And I was going to ask sort of along those lines, is that something you should be sort of marking down in some capacity every day to sort of keep track of what you're doing, have that log. And then when you are looking to make a move, so to speak, then you have that information. That's sort of the same idea, isn't it, with, uh, with these apps? It's exactly the right idea. The thing that I found, because I've done all this myself, trying to be realistic about it. Mm-hmm. And after about five, six, seven days, if you make that many, you're going to drop it. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> right. Whereas an email coming in every afternoon that just says, what did you do today? And you click the link and you type in a few words, just short descriptions, and it's archiving for you and you can look back on it. Yeah, that, that you'll do. Oh, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's good practical advice for people. So I encourage uh, all you out there to check that out. Another phrase that we saw in here, or I guess it's a tool in the toolkit. Uh, how do you state a personal accomplishment? How does that all work? Okay. Now that's, that, there's, a, there's a bit, and here I go again with another story, but that's hey, those, are, do those radio, are effective. Right? Those are effective. <laughs> Here's the deal. When I'm working with a client, I require, this is not negotiable. You're going to give me a powerful list of your personal best achievements, your accomplishments, or we're not going to work together. It's not, it's mandatory. Hmm. I go and we start this whole thing. Well, when I hit a client up and I tell them, here's what I want from you. I want you to go out and seek. I want you to call former coworkers, supervisors, vendors, customers, everybody you can think of and say, hey, when you and I work together, what difference did I make or what impact did I have? And I, and I tell my clients that I've got every eight or 10 calls, you're only going to get one or two that really gives you an answer. Hmm. But those are gold. Now behind, when somebody says, well, Rick, remember when we, and you go, yeah, and you just jot a few notes down. That's all you need. Hmm. Then you start thinking back on the who, what, where, how, when, and why. You've got to answer all of those, and you should have, seriously, Tim, anywhere from three paragraphs to a full page, maybe more, identifying the details. And listen, this is not just a, a useless exercise and personal to pump your head up or something. <laughs> this is what preps you for the interview. This is what preps you for the performance reviews. This is what preps you in time of termination. If somebody says, hey, we're going to let you go, and you put out this list in front of them and show them what you have done, and they go, whoa, Rick, why don't you go back to your office? Tell Bill to come see me. <laughs> you know, it's poor Bill. But here's the thing. That how, what, where, and why, that's what you say for the discussion. Mm-hmm. The accomplishment statement is one sentence that completely contains all the elements there. And here's how it goes. If there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning is responsible for blank that resulted in blank. Now, that resulted in is the key because no accomplishment is an accomplishment until it has a final net value, a net result. Because to say I was responsible for 49% of all sales, <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Uh, previous, you know, what were the sales, 40 bucks? <laughs> or were they 2 million? You know, to say I was responsible for 49% of all sales does not mean anything. However, when I say resulting in $3.5 million net to the bottom line, right. now we're talking. Now I'm impressed. And now as an employer or as, a, as your employer, I'm going to say, how did you do that? And there's a question behind that question. And that one is, can you do that or are you doing that for me? Or can we train the rest of the staff to do that? Sure. You're making yourself valuable and you're, you're not going to get kicked to the curb. You're just not. Now, Rick, early on in the show, you mentioned, you know, women not necessarily coming to you and you not seeing a lot of females looking to, I guess, get help in this area. Why do you think that is or why do you think women especially do need to hear this information and sort of get the advice on how to promote themselves? Wow. Wow. That's a whole class on sociology right there. And listen, (laughs) I'm no sociologist. And I'm really I mean, I've really been digging deep into all this stuff as a result of of my kind of coming to that conclusion. 
Let me tell you what, Tim, I have worked with several women, but on a scale of probably five to 95 men, hmm. very few women compared to men. And the women across the board who I worked with, were not, we're not absolutely refused to negotiate salary. Hmm. They were not comfortable. They were going to accept what was offered. And I said, no, that's not the case. I want you to go out. And so I would prep them and we'd get to a place. But every single woman that I prepped, and this is the thing, it took some preparation, it took some mindset, and it took some reasoning. And I don't have a problem. Women generally want a reason why they should step up and get that advance or get the higher offer or just to negotiate, period. But every woman I've worked with, except for one, did do this and was successful every one of them. So that's kind of when I started thinking about this too. And there's a problem here. We all know what that glass ceiling is about. And it's 78 and a half cents for every hundred cents that a man gets paid. So what women get paid. And I want to break that through. And you know, we have laws that say that's the case. We have the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay and Gender Act mm-hmm. that President Obama signed as his first ever action as president. But it's six and a half years later and it hasn't made a difference. And I maintain one of the things that I really want to see is I want to see women coming out of college going into their careers, not accept that first offer. Because I'll tell you right now, Tim, you and I as guys, and I do mean it that way, as guys, are not going to accept it. We're going to go, okay, I'll tell you what. Well, if I can't get a raise, how about you give me a gym membership? Or how about I get a title? Or how about I get a parking slot? Anything. Guys just do that. (laughs) And I'll sociologically take this back a little bit further and take it maybe to times when we were kind of trained that way, we're more competitive, and I think really, in high school, when you decide you got to compete to get the cute girl to go out with you, I think that's when we started learning competition. And everything I'm seeing about women is they will not promote themselves. Although I found one fascinating study by, by a PhD, a woman PhD, who said that women are not good at promoting themselves. And this had all the control factors and stuff. I won't bore you, bore you with all that. But it said their friends are very good at promoting their friends. Hmm. Therefore, maybe you need to, before you go to an interview, you need to talk with your best friend and find out what it is that, you, that you're not noticing or paying attention about yourself sure. and let your best friend help you and prep you to go in so you can get the bucks. You are all of that. And look, 52% of women, there's 52% women graduating college now every year and they're moving in leadership. And I think in another 10 to 15 years, we are going to see more women in senior level management and setting examples. And, and then a little side note, I can tell you categorically and the world knows this, the fundamental reason women cannot really get ahead in this space is because we do not have affordable childcare. That's a killer right there, and I understand that. So aside from all of that and those considerations, I really want women to stand up for themselves. Now, on, this, on the other hand, you've got to be prepared to take the consequences. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you've got to be prepared to set your foot down. And that can be difficult. I know that's, that's a hard decision. Well, Rick, you've given us a lot of good stuff and uh, touched on a number of different areas. I was curious with your book, Promote, it's who knows what you know that makes a career. What would you say you're most proud of when it comes to writing this book? The realization that before you take a job, before you craft a resume, before you go ask for the boss for a salary or a raise, you have to take a personal inventory of your value. You cannot just go in and say, hey, boss, I need, I've been here two years, I need a raise. He's going to go, wait a minute. No, you're not. That doesn't make any difference. You know, if it was you're that good and you were maybe being recruited by somebody else, I might throw some money in there to keep you. But since that's not the case, go back to work. Hmm. But if you could walk in and tell the boss, hey, boss, I was responsible for savings in excess of $6 million last year, and I'm only 36 years old. Look at where I'm going. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Accomplishments. You've got to. And I'll tell you what, Tim, this is the first time I've said this on the air with anybody. 
I think accomplishments are the meaning of life. There you are. How's that? There's a scoop for you. Yeah, in relationships, in family, on the job, we are all striving for different and various accomplishments, varying accomplishments. And it kind of struck me the other day in a really woo-hoo kind of way. You know, accomplishments is the meaning of life. Let's go out and do great things, even if it's in your religious, spiritual life. Accomplishment. Well, Rick, I think that's a good place for us to leave off here today. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it, buddy. That is all the time we have here on Moving Up the Ladder. We were joined by Rick Gillis today, career expert, employment coach, and author of the new book, Promote, It's Who Knows What You Know That Makes a Career. You can find the book and find out more about Rick by going to rickgillis.com. Also, let us know what you thought about this show or any of our episodes. Just email us. The address is ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. And you can check out all of our shows either online at ljnradio.com or in the iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.